check, check, white check. Show presented by Maxis Tires, 100% goggles, decal works, get data, and vertex on FlipMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show live Thursday, July 6th. Thank you to Red Bull KTM and Cooper Webb for dropping the news today. That they are parting ways. It's a great thing to do to talk about for this show. Uh, we'll do that and more here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Uh, we're giving away a set of Firepower tie-downs and some 100% goggles as well on the show today. Dan Truman, Jason Thomas joining us. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Appreciate it. If you're listening to the archive, also appreciate it. So thanks for uh, for checking it out. Round six this weekend, Southwick, the wick. Uh, should be interesting to watch. Always uh, some different results at Southwick. Well, obviously, sand, the only sand track in the series. So, uh, yeah, let's let's talk about it and, and, and more here. On the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show, thank you to Fly for uh, all the stuff they do for us, whether it's uh, the, the dealer engagements they have, whether it's the great uh, motocross equipment they have, watercraft stuff, snowmobile stuff, casual wear, mountain bike, Fly Racing USA uh, on social at Fly Racing USA, flyracing.com. On the website, go to motorsport.com, go to your local dealer, and check it out. Thank you to those guys. Uh, the kinetic mesh stuff is what you want right now with the temperatures soaring across the uh, country. Use the kinetic mesh stuff. It's super lightweight, real flexible, super breathable as well. Uh, it's my favorite line of gear that Fly makes, so please check it out uh, at Fly Race in USA. Thank you as well to 100% Get Maxis Decal Works Vertex Plum Creek Funding all on board with us. Decal Works. Love these guys, man. They are the ones that made the Wildcat stickers that we are giving out. Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com, promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. 20% off, use the code PULPMX23, DecalMX. Check, check it out. Ron and the boys down there are doing God's work with their stuff. Uh, Red Bull KTM guys, speaking of Cooper Webb, using decal works for their graphics and uh, as well as the Husqvarna off-road team. So uh, thank you to those guys. Maxxis Tires as well. They got new tires at maxisshop.maxis.com for more information on that. Soft to intermediate, intermediate to hard tires. They got a paddle now as well going on at Maxis Tires. Thank you to those guys. Great mountain bike tires as well uh, over there at Maxis. So please check them out, man. If you haven't thought about Maxis for like a tire for a while, whether it's for your light truck, motorbike, mountain bike, trailer, whatever, support Maxis because, uh, yeah, man, they support the industry. So uh, taking your calls over there. 702-586-7857. Uh, golfing probably as soon as this show is over. The Tis Legendary. Tis, what's up? Tomorrow, but thank you for uh, introducing me. Friday's but is golf day? Glad to be here, yep. Yeah. So if you need concrete work done in Vegas, don't mm. expect much on a Friday. Don't expect much from me. Okay. Other people... Oh, okay. We'll do that, yes. The commoners. Yeah. The commoners. The unwashed. Yeah. Got it. Okay. <laughs> the common folk. Right, right. Yep. Got it. Uh, also, uh, directing the show over there for YouTube, working the cameras and stuff. It's Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? No golf for me. No golf. No. You, you are, you're a grinder. I would love to see his breakdown of, like, time at work versus time golfing. I mean, uh, 18 is three hours, right, to play 18? Right. And uh, he said last week he does 18 before the show and 18 after. Yep. And then you look at somehow he has to squeeze eight hours in at work. So Eight hours a week? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, Thanks, Mark. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Dan Truman uh, coming up as well as Jason Thomas here on the show. Thank you to the folks at 100%. Pulp 30 is the code to save. You look at Jet Lawrence. He's wearing 100% goggles, star racing Yamaha. You know who else wore 100%? Cooper Webb. Jeez, Marks, Cooper Webb, done with KTM. A lot of uh, Cooper Webb stuff going on oh, right yeah. now. Oh, huh? yeah, absolutely. They're finding ways to squeeze them in here. Uh, yeah, we should 
call him. Yeah, let's just call him. Coop, what's up? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, He's not doing anything. We should get him in studio. He's probably not doing nothing. Uh, So, yeah, 100% goggles, uh, whether it's uh, street bike racing, uh, BMXing, mountain bike is a generation of racers asking, how much effort do you give? And Pulp30 is the code to save with uh, 100%.com. And the code saves you on everything at those guys. So that's awesome um, as well. So goggles and casual wear, uh, mountain bike helmets and and all of that stuff, uh, the Pulp30 code saves 100%. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. We're giving away a set of 100% goggles to, I don't know, a caller that has the great best question or something. So, uh, Also on board with us is Get and Athena, and uh, the man that knows more about Get and Athena than anyone, Stan Truman. What's up, Dan? Oh, man, just trying to get caught up. I was on a world tour for the last, uh, pretty much last month. Yeah. In Italy and- you went up to help the, the Gopher Dunes Honda guys. How was that? Yeah, it was good. I, I went to Italy at the factory for our 50th anniversary and, and did our global meetings, and then uh, went to California for five days and tested with Honda and and some tuners out there, and then, uh-huh. yeah, go for Dunes guys. Um, yeah, I actually was in Vegas for three days. I never even called you because I what? never even had – Yeah, I was. I flew from California to Vegas. Uh, we have a big off-road guy talking about yeah. there. Yeah, And uh, I just – dude, I didn't have a second to breathe. It was like wake Jeez. up, work go to sleep so yeah i felt bad i never even reached out to you but uh, i I didn't even know you were here god dan yeah (laughs) went to go for dunes uh man i ate those cheetos things or whatever they're called Yeah. what do you think they were good yeah uh yeah i had a bunch of bags of them that's pretty much what i lived off of for that day nice uh man they have a nice setup i was pretty impressed for canadians man they're so nice like coming from california and i I know i have a lot of friends in california but they were really nice people yeah you know the hospitality and like yeah, them having a track to test that was so nice. To, yeah. You know, yeah, it was, are it they, was a good are, trip. Are they using the, the the RPM dashboards, ECUs, and uh, data loggers? Are they using everything? Yeah, so they're uh, Dylan and, and uh, Jacob Piccolo who got hurt, but yep. they're, um, I believe Noah Viney will be on the race bike this week um, yeah. for the first time, my understanding. But, yeah, they're all in. It was a pretty last-minute thing. Dylan was in Florida training at the compound and seen what we were doing with Honda, and, and they have a great program. They had a great program already, and they were like, man, it looks like you guys are making a lot of gains and stuff. So it was really last minute. Chris Hymas, uh, Chance's dad, helped a lot with kind of getting it going. And the first couple races were, you know, were tough uh, just because it was such last minute. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I went up there, did a trip, and got them all dialed. So so we're good to go now. Nice. Good to hear. If anybody wants a discount from the folks at Get and Athena, two-stroke uh, CDIs, four-stroke ECUs, Email us using the contact form. We'll pass it on to Dan. He'll give you a Get Athena Pulp MX Show listener discount on uh, on some products. So thank you to uh, those guys for coming on board. Well, great drop today for our show. Couldn't happen uh, in a better time. Cooper Webb and KTM announcing that they are splitting ways. Uh, I'm not surprised. I think there's been tension there since the start of outdoors between the two sides. I think Webb didn't want to do outdoors but wanted to get paid, and KTM wanted him to do it. And uh, there was some pressure there. And then I don't think Coop liked his bike. And I think KTM was like, the bike is fine. So when I heard he was going to miss Red Bud, uh, I'm like, ah, I think that's probably it for the year. And then he continues to get paid and then comes out with Star Yamaha. I did not think, Dan, that they would announce, you know, before the halfway point of the motocross series that they were done. But uh, give us your reaction and what you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I was getting a lot of texts today, and, and I, I, I kind of knew about this a little bit early. Uh, I, I'm in the camp a little bit. And, um, yeah, I mean, just pretty much what you said, right? It's no secret that Coops wasn't staying. Uh, everyone in the industry at least knew that he was leaving, you know, a, a little mm-hmm. while back. So I think once that decision was made, uh, the sides weren't really getting along very well. Uh, Coop was unhappy with his bike. I mean, we, we've seen that. Um, you know, Coop, if anyone noticed, he didn't have Carlos as a mechanic for outdoors. Uh, he had his own motorhome at the outdoors. You know, there was a lot of things that were changing. Mm-hmm. So I just think that uh, I think mutually it was the best decision. But from my understanding, it's not like Coop can show up next weekend on a Cowie or a Yamaha or whatever he wants to. I, I, don't, think that, I don't think that that's the case. So. I'm surprised that, they, like I said, they didn't just say, hey, he's hurt, he's not coming, and then just pay him out. But I guess that's still money that KTM's paying for nothing. Because he did really crash. I don't want people to think that there wasn't a crash. He did crash and got banged yeah, up. He, there no, really was. He, yeah. yeah, he really was banged up. And, and, I mean, to be fair, he's only hurting himself for the super motocross thing, right? Like, there's a seating and points. And, I mean, his goal was to go in with a with a three-point lead. You know, if he could have mm-hmm. kept racing outdoors, he probably would have been the points leader going into this, which there's a lot of money on the line. Uh, so, 
Coop had full intentions of racing outdoors. I think just, you know, he crashed again, he got banged up pretty good, and he's like, man, I, I just don't want to keep hitting the ground, and they're, they're not happy, you know? So right, I think right. they're, they're going to move on. I think the next time we see any thing of Coop will be at, in Charlotte at the first Super Motocross race. Well, that's my next question for you. I would not be surprised to see him on the, on the Yamaha for SMX. You? You're not either? Yeah, I mean, that's what I expect. I yep. expect that they came to some kind of agreement to where he'll he'll be able to show up on that bike. Now, I don't know how much time he'll have on it or whatever mm-hmm. the case is, but I think that'll be the goal. You know, get some time on it, yeah. get three races on it for a, for a base setting for next year. I heard that he showed up at a national with his own suspension and was like, hey, this is what I want to run, and he was doing his own testing. I don't know if that's true, how I think it is, but if you see that and if you're the team, you're like, no – you know, no, and then he's mad, and like it's it's toxic, right? It's a toxic relationship, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that's true. But um, the the I think the issue comes with he wasn't going to race outdoors, but he was kind of contracted to race outdoors, right? Originally, uh, or the option was there, the option, however yeah. it was yeah. uh, however it was written, and maybe they were like, "Hey, we're good," and then Coop was like, "Well, I want to race," and they're like, "But why?" and I mean, Coop straight up told a lot of people, he's like, man, I just want to be in it. You know, look what happened with Supercross. Yeah. You know, I want to get points. You know, you never know what can happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, these guys still make a lot of money every weekend. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think he was trying to do the right thing, but sometimes it just doesn't work. You know, like, obviously we're all close with Chad, and we know Chad had these issues too, and, and I was in agreement with Chad a lot of times, and, and he was like, hey, we want to win. Sometimes we got to, like, we got to do things that yeah. aren't aren't ordinary. But. Well, that's where I was going with. So you see the success that Yamaha was not having when they ran their factory team, right? It, it wasn't working out. Uh, then you see Star come over, and you know you do some digging, you talk to some people, and they're like, "Yeah, man." Star was like, "Hey, let's try it. Let's try this. Let's try that. Uh, let's talk. Let's start with a stock bike. You know, not bolt on our own mods. Let's start stock. Add as we go." keep an open mind and we saw the results with dylan we saw the results with eli right um because eli had talked about kawasaki being pretty rigid and kawasaki kind of has their their idea of like this is the settings this this is the box we fit in and this is as far as we're going to go and star was like there is no box we'll try whatever and so in, in flipping this to the to the web situation dan i think ktm is very rigid as well and I don't. Th- I think KTM is like, hey, look, Alden Baker rules, and our bike rules, and you know, this is the program, and this is how you're going to win. And maybe even more, the the most rigid is the Austrian group. Yeah, and you're 100 percent right. Uh, I mean, we've seen that obviously when we worked with Coop last year mm-hmm. when he wasn't at Alden's, and then they're like, well, you got to go to Alden's to yeah. win. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, I don't think that was the problem at the time. Uh, I think he was in plenty good shape. He almost won Daytona. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think yeah. that was necessarily the the problem. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. And Star has done a really good job. And, I, I mean, I've said it before. I think Star has had great riders, but they've done a great job of, like, hey, if this works, yeah. like, this is what we're going to do. Like, yeah. And I think we've seen that also. I think Honda's opened up a little bit more to that with maybe the Lawrences coming in and saying, yeah. hey, we need to try this or do that. And yeah, Darren, I think Darren thinks so. And talking to, to Dazzy, the, the dad, he thinks that they've really adapted from, his, from, from where they are when they, he started to now, Honda. He says, a hundred percent. And, yeah. I mean, I get to see it week in and week out. And, you know, of course, they're not always willing to try all this stuff, but they're willing to make changes to try and win races. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that Star has done a great job with over the years. And, and it's, it's leading to other teams, though. Look at Pro Circuit. Every one of their guys is on fat bars now. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, you know? yeah. Right. Or I can't even – however long the fat bar has been around, you mm-hmm. know, back in the Aaron and Zach days, they used to try to Aaron Johnson and those guys. They're like, the fat bar is lighter and all this stuff. But Mitch was like, no, we run a crossbar. Like, yeah. this, is, we, this is what we do. So I think that if you want to win at that level, you have to sometimes make some changes. Yeah. And I think these teams are starting to see that. Um, I think it's a big test for KTM next year with Chase Sexton. I really do. Um, we'll, you know, yeah. we'll see. Uh, you I know, I've, I've worked on some factory teams, and, Dan, you have worked with them now, and you were a mechanic as well. I 100% agree with you on the uh, flexibility that these teams need to work with the riders. But on the flip side, these riders are never going to be happy, like Chad or Coop. or the, like. There's a lot of guys that don't and, – and sometimes in a good way, riders don't want to look in the mirror because if they look in the mirror and they admit their faults, then they don't have this confidence when they line up that they could be the man. So in some ways, it's good for riders to not be uh, look in the mirror and admit that they don't have it because it, it just hurts them as a champion on a rider. 
My flip side, though, is you can't let these riders run the teams. Like, you just can't. So there's got to be a medium in there where you listen, adapt, be flexible, but also a way to say, hey, man, listen, you can't just pull these bars out that your buddy runs and, and you know, from another company and bolt them on. You know what I mean? Right. So, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. And no rider is going to be always happy with the bike. The bike's never going to be right. perfect. You know, you'll see some days where Chase is absolutely on fire and he's like, man, the bike works so good. But then the next day it's like it's not good. And I don't think that even Jet Lawrence, who's winning and doing very well right now, is like, hey, my bike's perfect, mm-hmm. right? But – I also think there needs to be a happy medium. You, with Coop coming in, like you mentioned, and saying, hey, I'm running this or I'm doing that, that's never going to go over well. That's yeah. just never, no, no. never going to work. <laughs> it's, no. it's, like, it's like that's why kind of Chad started, not why, but Chad at 2-2 could do whatever he wanted. Yeah. I mean, you know some of the stories of the crazy stuff that went on of trying parts from different things and yeah. bikes and years. Yeah. But at Kawasaki, he couldn't just do that. He couldn't just go for instance, put a Yamaha front wheel on if he thought it spun faster. You yeah, know, that's just yeah. not how it works. Yeah. So I do think that uh, there's got to be a happy medium. I think we've seen it with Honda and Ken Roxon. Uh Kenny had a lot of pull for a lot of years because they invested a lot into Kenny. Yeah. And I think that didn't work. You know, that didn't necessarily work the right mm-hmm. way. So, I mean, I think we all would have thought when they signed Ken, he would have been like a four-time Supercross champion by now. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, his injuries and stuff. But, I agree with what, you, what you're saying. You can't have the rider come yeah. in and run the show, but I do think the teams need to be a little bit more lenient, which I think we're seeing with Pro Circuit mm-hmm. and Honda and you know mm-hmm. other teams. But the Austrian brand, for me, they haven't got to that stage yet. They are, yeah. hey, we're, we're the best. This is what it, we're going to win with, and this is how we do it. And I think that is a little bit of a problem for them. Yeah, yeah I agree. While Cooper Webb, KTM, agreeing the part ways, and uh, both Dan and I think – you will see him at SMX on a uh, star racing Yamaha. Bobby Reagan never one to really give uh, a lot of shits about contracts and things like that. So he'll he'll figure it out, right? Um, all right, we got some phone calls. Uh, again, Dan Truman from Get and Athena here on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. First up, it's Jared on one. What's up, Jared? Hey there. Uh, so I got a question for you about Southwick. I got a last-minute trip that I'm going to be able to go to the Northeast and take my boy with me, and okay. we're going to – Go to Southwick. He's never been to an outdoor. And I was looking for tickets, and none of the good VIP or preferred tickets are available. So I heard Southwick's kind of rough to see. So you got any advice on best place to sit? Um, uh, Yeah, anywhere up on top, I feel, is pretty good, where you can kind of look down by Buckley's Berm there, Dan, up there, right? It's yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I think you can walk around the track there pretty good, too. Yep. Um, but, yeah, uh, up on the top, which I don't know if it's the old finish line or – the new finish line or coming <laughs> coming at you. Uh, but, yeah, up there on the top of the hill, you can see pretty good. I mean, it is hard to see the whole track. It is, um, yeah. It's just one of those tracks that you can't see everything. So, you, But that's a good spot, um, and it's shaded as well if it is going to be a little bit warm this weekend. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty pretty decent uh, viewing up there, Jared. So you should be all right. So that up, you said by Buckley's Berm. And yeah, up, up on the fence up, there, up on top. Yeah, yeah, but walk around. Okay. You know, yeah, look, walk okay. around and find cool. it. So thanks, man. Well, I, I'm oh. hoping to be able to see you, but it sounds like you're not going to be there. I won't so. be there, no. Wife's birthday this weekend, so staying back home to yeah. uh, to celebrate with her. So, Hey, I got one more fantasy question sure. if you got a second. All right. So I'm in the top 50 combined. Oh, nice. Good job. On fantasy. Uh, yeah, I was close on Supercross, but messed up at the Salt Lake round. But I got a – so from a, a rewards or a prizes or whatever, on the SMX portion – what is the plan with the three races? Are we doing like combined? No, we have a whole or and the three. No, we have a whole new game for SMX. Whole new prizes. The grand prize is a Taser bike, an intense yep. Taser bike. Okay, and and that's SMX only or the, SMX. the last three only. Yeah, last three only. Exactly. Okay. Yep. But don't you do something for combined? I don't remember. Is there like a no? There's not. There's not a prize, but that's where the number plate comes involved and things like that. So. So you, okay. Yeah, we do. Combi- we keep the top 100 points. combined from all year. We'll do the SMX included, and you'll get a you'll get a national number per se next to your name. Okay. So, okay. All right. Cool. Thanks, man. All right. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Uh, Greg, you got a motocross the nation's question. Yeah, um, I had a question. I know how in the the states how they have the production rule on the bike steering thing, mm-hmm. and then the GP guys get to run basically whatever they want. When we do the designations. Is that no longer a rule for the American guys? 
Yeah, it's not. They could probably trot out anything they want, uh, but th- you know, you got to develop, you got to test it, you got to do all of that. So they just ride their American right. race bikes. But no, there's there's no. Yeah, you can ride whatever at destinations. Okay, perfect, man. Thank you. Okay, no problem. Thank you. Uh, speaking of that, Dan. Uh, speaking of destinations, I'm going to talk to JT about it too. Like, what do you do? What 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 do you do right now? Like, I, I it's it's kind of like Justin Cooper can't go. He's getting married, right? Um, Hayden Deegan is legitimately an option. Um, and then Fort 50 side, like I don't see Chase going and now Coop's out. Um, what do you do? I mean, you, I think you put Hayden Deegan on a 250, right? I mean, he's the best, he's the best 250 guy if he, right now. If he beats RJ in points, Cooper can't go, remember? If he beats RJ, you just put him, right? Yeah, you don't worry about him being a rookie or anything? I mean, I don't think, I don't think he has much worry. I mean, of course he could go and... But he hasn't. I mean, he's shown us all he's been great all year. So yep. I think you do that. I think you put Hayden Deegan on 250. I mean, if Chase doesn't go, but I think Chase would want to go. I just don't know how it would work out. I think Chase could go. Maybe put Chase on a Chase on a 450 and then go with either AP or Barsha, maybe. I mean, that's a, that's a fair enough team. That's good. They can get it done. Barsha coming back anytime soon? Uh yeah, maybe. I mean, put AP on it, right? The okay. Costers team manager. I mean, they got Euros over there. I don't know. <laughs> USA is tough, man. So. Yeah. So you think Sexton will go on, on an orange bike? No. Oh, it'd be, it'd be a Honda. I said. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, said I, think, I said I think Sexton could still go. Well, the, the, yeah. usually the contracts run, you know, September. Yeah, I think yeah. they could. I think they would figure it out. I, okay. I think that. Uh, I, and I don't know this yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. I think that if Chase wanted to go uh-huh. and was like, "Hey, man, I'm not like." I think Honda would support it. Okay. I really do. Okay. Um, but I, I still think you you still need a third guy. Um, AP, right? Yeah, just be AP. It would, uh, would I mean, I don't think Jason's good enough yet. No. And I don't think uh, I don't think I don't know Coop's situation. Like realistically, I just don't think that Rogers, the team manager, is Roger <laughs> yeah, going to put no, Coop on the team? No. Like no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Coop's out. So. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think okay. Coop's out, and then um, yeah. So go with like Deegan. I mean, to me, honestly, I think Deegan's a good choice. His yeah, no, pretty I'm, good. I'm fine with it. Yep. Yeah. 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 And then uh, if Chase could go and, and AP, but if Chase didn't go, then that's a problem, I think, right? Yeah. that's Well, I'm assuming he's not going, so that's why I brought this yeah. question up because it's a problem. <laughs> so yeah, because all. nobody yeah. really wants to be part of a, a, a so-called you know B team, right? Yeah. Like even the teams, like say Star, is like okay, we're going to send Deegan, and then we're going to go with who's our other guys. Yeah, you know, no. So. Uh, we got a question from Cody on YouTube: uh, If Hep switches manufacturers, does Roxon stay? Roxon's got a three-year deal with World Supercross, so he's riding something in World Supercross. Um, I know Hep is talking to people. Uh, I'm sure Dan, you know that too. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I think Roxon would stay. Yeah, I think so. I, I think he might stay regardless, though, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's a ton of other options uh, for Kenny. Most of the teams are full this year. I think he's happy. The teams worked with him pretty good. I mean, he had a pretty solid year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I think he's going to race a couple more outdoors at some point. He said. So yeah, I think he's. I think he stays. Okay. All right. We got John on five. John, what's going on? What's your question? Yeah, I'm just wondering how serious, like, throughout the year, how these top guys' fitness and how serious they take their diets and, like, oh, like yeah. what do they eat? Oh, yeah. They, they take it pretty seriously. Like, how serious is it? <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I, I've been with these guys, and, yeah, they, you know, there's some cheat days in there for sure here and there. But they, you got to figure, too, they burn so much calories, bicycling and riding and then racing and then trying to recover. Um, you know, especially the back-to-back the back weekends, that some of these guys can get away with, you know, cheating a little more than others. Like Alden's guys forever, right? They were basically um, basically vegetarian, I think, right, Dan? That's what Alden was yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, like, they kept, yeah. But everyone was sneaking stuff. Everyone was sneaking stuff, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, they're pretty serious, John, about, about the fitness uh, in season and all of that. But, again, they're burning so many calories. I had a guy tell me, like, hey, man, I could just almost eat anything. Like, it, it you know, I'm not putting any weight on. I'm, I'm burning through it, so. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Nick uh, on one. Nick, what's going on? Hey, Steve. Thanks for Wednesdays. And just for fun, for WSX, if you can send any one of your Canadian guys over there, who do you think would have the best chance? Oh, Dylan Wright. Yeah, no, Dylan Wright. He's going to race the Vancouver round. He's a wild card already. He's raced Geneva before. 
Um, he's raced Paris, I think. Yeah, Dylan Wright. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Without a doubt. Yeah, he's cool. by far the best guy. So. Thanks, man. All right, thank you. Appreciate Thanks. it. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, Dan Truman uh, here. Dan, uh, I don't think Jet goes undefeated. I just don't. I think Chase is going to get better. Uh, we saw Dylan catch him a little bit at Red Bud. Uh, yes, Ch Jet always seems to have more in the tank, but there's just like a bad start or a tip over. I, I mean, I know Ricky did it. I know James did it, so it's not like it's unheard of. It's been done three times before. I don't see it happening, though. I, I, don't, I got my money on Jet not uh, going undefeated. What about you? Yeah, um... Yesterday at the track, uh, we had this conversation with him, and I mean, he's not really—he's just going week to week. That's the best thing. Like he's—he's kind of just going week to week, mm -hmm. and so that's the only thing that would lead me towards he might be able to do it, because he's just going into this weekend like, yeah, I need to win. Like it's not like, oh man, I got this record and I yeah. got to beat it kind of thing. So I and he's so young that he just man sometimes he worries me because he just doesn't he's just like yeah out there riding my dirt bike yeah, yeah like yeah. he's like yeah Dylan was close to me I, I you know it, it is what it is he's like but it was still five seconds he says I'm like okay yeah like uh, no he, he he looked around and was like oh okay all right you know I mean he asked me yesterday when I walked in he goes do you think Eli would beat me and I said yeah I said of course and he's like how fast do you think he can go and I said I don't know I said but he's really good <laughs> I said yeah and he's like man he's like some days I feel like I go really fast I said Jet of course you're really fast I said but I do think Eli would beat you right now like at some point right yeah like am I wrong <laughs> like I mean Eli's good but I don't know, man. I wouldn't bet it either way. Okay. Uh, obviously, I want him to win all the races, yeah. but uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And, and also, he has a different mentality. He's like, I mean, if I tipped over and was, you know, seven seconds back, he's like, the goal. I have a fifty-seven point lead or something. He's like, that's the goal. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, I I don't think there's a bonus for going undefeated that I know of or anything like that. It's not mm -hmm. like he had some policy on himself like Chad did in those days and things like that. So, I I don't know that it's it means a ton to him. You know what I right, mean? Right, Like, that's all. Okay. I, so, yeah, I wouldn't bet either way. I know it wasn't – I was JT Waffle in there, but I don't know. I wouldn't bet either way. Do you think uh, – so Dylan's gone 3-3-2 three, three, the last three. Now he's uh, second in the points. Um, Chase is obviously back, and as we saw, Chase was pretty much his equal this weekend, if not better. So Chase will take some steps forward. But I think Dylan has broken – I told him this on Monday, and I, I believe it. I think he's broken away a bit from AP and Master Pool and these other guys, and we'll see Dylan up there more and consistently. Yeah, I think Chase is still clearly a little bit ahead of Dylan. Mm -hmm. I know they were kind of equals this weekend. I think Chase was off and also just not racing. Um, if I had to guess – uh, Chase beats Dylan. Dylan is good at Southwick, obviously. In twenty, he yeah. won the overall, or twenty-one, he won the overall here too. But uh, Chase went two-two there behind Eli last year. Um, Dylan went one-three the previous year there. So I, I think that Dylan has broken away from AP to answer your question. Yeah. But I think those two guys are, you know, Jet, Chase, and Dylan are the top three guys. Yeah. Okay. But 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 you do think he's going to be more more in. Uh... In the mix, Dylan, yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, you got to remember, that bike was a new bike this year. Eli was great on it for Supercross, but mm. they didn't have a ton of time on it for outdoors, so I think the bike's just getting better and better, too. So we asked him about next year on Monday, and he said, I don't know, maybe retirement, and we were laughing. He's like, no, serious, I don't have anything. I know he's met with the HEP guys. Uh, uh, Dylan, Dylan Ferrandez will get a ride. Dude, I honestly heard that uh, yesterday, at, at, or yesterday or the day before at the track. And, like, these are from people that are close to him, right? Like, girlfriends that are close with wives and stuff. And mm -hmm. it is a real – it is, like, really real talk about retirement. Really? And I, and I was like, really? Yeah. And the girls were like, yeah, like, he doesn't have anything. And I'm like, but he just won a title, like, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, he's Dylan Ferrandez. I mean, okay, Supercross hasn't gone great, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I don't know. It is definitely real talk, which caught me by surprise as well. And uh, But, yeah, I, I just don't – where does he go? There is nowhere to go. Yeah. No, I'm kind of with you on that. I don't All really the see a home for Now, if he could wait one more year, then there's some spots, yep. you know? Yep. But. Yep. Uh, Taylor's on three. Taylor, you got a Sexton question? Yeah. Hi. Uh, I was curious. I heard you say something about um, Chase not going to motocross the nations earlier. And is that because of the contract? situation where i know those contracts go through like october 1st yeah yeah basically like like we've seen with a lot of riders switching teams they are the old team doesn't want to go there and support them and spend the money and do it the rider wants to get right. started asap with the new bike and the new team 
and the new and doesn't want to show up on the new bike because he's not quite ready. So there's so many reasons on both on everybody's side to not go when you switch teams. So, Got but, it. But, yeah, that makes sense. But Dan, Dan just said earlier that he thinks maybe Honda would support Chase for that. So that would be awesome. But um, that doesn't happen very often if it if it does happen. So um, I don't know. I don't know that. Yeah, I just, yeah, 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 yeah. Dan, you just yeah. You think, I, just, I just think the Honda guys they're not like they're not like on bad terms, right? Like I don't think they're like right. This Cooper and KTM situation. I think they're just like, hey man, if yeah, you want to go win for USA, that'd be sick. Right. So. Right. Okay. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks for the call. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Justin's on four. What's up, Justin? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Hey, so just curious. Did I hear you say that with Cooper not being with KTM anymore, he wouldn't be able to do his own program for the rest of outdoors? Uh, no, I didn't say that. He probably okay. probably could. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he can do it on another bike. Okay. Yeah. So you have to. That's what. That's. I don't know that. Obviously, yeah. I don't know what this agreement was. But most of these splits, you know, like whether it was the Millsaps thing back in the day or whatever, you can't just show up on another bike. They they probably agreed to some kind of payout and said, hey, we're going to pay you this much, you yeah. know, whatever, but you can't show up on another bike until this date. That's what I would assume. Yeah, I mean, Justin, he's not going to show up on another bike, like, as a privateer or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I just was curious because I would have thought with the SMX playoffs, hey, throw some suspension, you know, do something to try to at least keep No, we. Th- I think he's on Star Yamaha at the SMX. I th- and Dan, okay. Dan does too. Yeah, that's that's what we think happens. So, okay, I got one other one real quick. Yeah, that's okay, sure. Would y'all be up for RJ in the MX3 situation, possibly? What do you think, Dan? I don't know, man. I, I think RJ. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, of course, RJ's super talented, but he, man, he is loose. <laughs> and I, yeah, he would probably do great, but that you could send Deegan, RJ, and, and AP and have a great team, right? Like that, that's I'm not against it by no means. They have Husqvarna support in Europe, but you know, yeah, I'm not against it. Oh, there we well, go. I was just thinking, yeah. yeah, I was just thinking you had a team of three that all were willing to be there at least and give it yeah. a chance. Yeah, yeah, 100. Yeah. RJ would. RJ would leave it all out on the line, one hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I know he wants to be on Team USA. So I was going to say that he yeah. really wants to be there. Justin, you want a pair of goggles or tie downs? Uh, take a pair of goggles. All right, stay on hold, man. Thanks for calling the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. Thank you. Uh, all right, uh, we'll uh, we'll get uh, Justin some goggles. Uh, Dan Truman here on the show. Dan, uh, Top Master Pool, March Banks, Lucercio, doing really well as privateers. Um, are they going to keep us up? Do you, th- you see like them being in this mix? I mean, look, uh, Masterpool, again, has been crushing it, and he was uh, fourth forever, finished sixth in Moto1, but those guys had a hard time getting by him, and Marchbanks has been very good at times. So where are you at with these privateers? Are they going to keep it up? Yeah, I think they're running good. Uh, Lucrucio has been hit or miss, you know, good motos and bad motos, but overall in the points, solid. Uh, Marchbanks, I mean, he should be a 450 guy regardless. He's bigger, and, you know, I think that was – that we all seen that after the first race, riding great second at High Point. I think that uh, I think they're both and Masterpool's been super solid. I think he's gonna, they're all going to float around mm-hmm. you know five to eight for the rest of the year. Uh, we will get some guys, a few more top guys back. I think you know, like I said, Kenny's going to race a couple more races. I think Marsha comes back at yep. some point. You know, so uh, Anderson will get better. Uh, so they'll all move back a little bit. But yeah, I think they're all going to float right around inside the top ten. And I mean, it's good for him. We've seen this before though when guys depleted remember jimmy albertson on the honda or you know grasic regal yeah 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 benny benny got fifth or sixth in points one year with phil same thing so i think it's good to see uh were you were you satisfied if you're dan fahey of kawasaki were you satisfied with anderson's return i think so yeah i think so i mean to me i don't think from what we know i don't think jason had a whole lot of time on the bike let's go out there let's kind of race back into our fitness and Mm -hmm. But, I mean, overall, Jason's year was, after last year, was definitely disappointing if you're Fahey, in my opinion. Um, you know, he won nine races or something last year overall, one one or two outdoors, mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of supercrosses. So I think Jason needs, needs to finish off the outdoors pretty good, going to SMX and, and kind of uh, build for next year because it was kind of a letdown, honestly. Yep, yep absolutely. Uh, by the way, Plum Creek Funding, uh, if you're looking to purchase a home in 2023, First-time buyer, you got your investor, you got a vacation home like Mark's. Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. If you already own a home looking to pull cash out, 
Contact a professional with over 25 years of experience, Z-A-C-H, Zach, at PlumCreekFunding.com. Uh, they've helped out a lot of our listeners and some people in the industry, Zach has, and he's done a good job with it Over twelve uh, access with access to over 12 states. So thank you to Zach. PlumCreekFunding.com, please uh, check it out. Dan, uh, Hunter, uh, Hunter Lawrence, obviously DNF'd. Looks like the biggest thing is he's re-injured some ribs, right? That, that's going to be a little bit of a, an issue going forward. Yeah, I mean, his ribs were pretty bad before or the first couple races. I mean, he hasn't really practiced this outdoor season. He rode uh, last week or the week before, but uh, yeah, the ribs are mm-hmm. the ribs are the the worst part because there's nothing you can do for it. No, you, know, you can th- you can do therapy on the the arm and you know work on your strength and all that stuff, but the ribs. So Hunter's tough. I think he's fine. Uh, we joked yesterday. He's he's like whatever, man. Kind of getting the weeks off and just race on Saturdays. So. I would look for him to, you know, first motos probably kind of be a little bit of struggles. Uh, this week was good at Redbud, but previous weeks I think it took him a little bit to get going. And uh, probably the so, same thing again. So the gap's 11. Um, we know, we saw his Redbud first moto absolutely crushed him and, um, you know, ended that first moto struggles a little bit. Do you think it's just like right back to business as usual? And he's going to start, you know, winning again. Like he'd won every race, right? Obviously, until Red Bud. Do you do you do you think we have ourselves a battle now, or is Hunter going to just? Because if he doesn't, if he keeps doing, if he just picks it right back and three one and two one and all that kind of stuff and gets overalls, like it's going to be back out. Their lead's going to be stretched out back again. Or do you think with the ribs, with this loss of momentum, we're in for a battle? No, the momentum is not a worry for me at all. He's you know he's not worried about that. I think he's fine. Um, okay. I don't know that he wins this weekend. Uh yeah. only for only for the fact that he is he is pretty banged up. Yeah, yeah. Um I mean he wanted to get up and try to ride, but I think when he initially tried to get up he just physically couldn't. He didn't really know what was going on. So uh yeah, I'm I'm not worried at all. Yeah. He, so he's gonna pick it back up. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Justin Cooper will kinda get better too. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean if R J wins this weekend I wouldn't be surprised at all. Hunter's really good at Southwick, isn't he? Uh, two years ago, he went one-one. Yeah. The year before, the year before, uh, I mean, Jacob Hayes beat him. He, he works with him. We always joke about that. Jacob got ninth. Hunter got tenth overall. Really? And oh, then, shit. Okay. yeah. And then last year, he had that incident with Styles where you know, oh, yeah. kind of cross jumped and stuff. So, yes, he is good. Um, just staying light on the bike, I think. But Southwick with hurt ribs and a hurt arm, wrist. Like, I feel like that's not an ideal situation. So. Yeah. Maybe let's come out of the weekend with a podium and, and move on. Okay, it fair enough. It would be the goal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, all right, uh, get in Athena. Again, Dan Truman, email us using the contact form on Pulp MX. We'll pass it on to Dan, and he'll dial you in. Get the same ECU that Dylan Wright uses. That's right, Dylan Wright. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Dan, pick, give, give me your winners for the weekend. I know so you can't say Hunter. You've no, you got to change it up now. Yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take Jet. Uh, in the 450 class, okay. it's been pretty solid, I heard. Yep. And then uh, in the 250 class, uh, we're going to go with Florida Sandboy, RJ Hampshire. Okay, fair enough. Sounds good, man. Are you going this weekend? I'm not. Uh, I've been on world tour. I'm going to take yep. this weekend off. I'll be back at Millville. All right, we'll see you at Millville, man. Thanks for the time today. Thanks. All right, that's Dan Truman from Get and Athena. Uh, Jason Thomas coming right up. Fly racing, everybody. Uh, great stuff. Uh, really, really looking good out there. Uh, look at Chance Hymas uh, before he got injured. This stuff was really good on the Honda. RJ Hampshire, of course, fly racing as well. And, of course, Jose Butron, fly racing zone. Jose Butron, just crushing it out there. Flyracing.com uh, for more information on that. And, uh, again, check out that Formula Helmet. I know I've been telling you guys about it for years, but... They got a few different shells, a few different price points, but the safety features are amazing. It's super lightweight. It's super quiet. I was talking to Ryder McNabb about it. He's a new fly athlete now, and uh, Ryder said that Formula Helmet's really, really good. He's really impressed with it, and, and he's impressed with the weight of it as well. So please check out Fly Racing if you can. And, um, yeah, Damon Bradshaw endorsed as well, so that's all you need to know. 100% get Maxis Decal Works, Vertex Pistons, Plum Creek Funding, all on board with us. We've got some lines open, 702-586-7857. Still giving away a set of flat firepower at tie-downs. But to talk about Southwick and more, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. What's happening? Can I get a weather update for Southwick? Like, what are we looking at? Uh, it's pretty nice right now. Um, I don't think we're going to get any crazy amounts of rain, but probably like, uh, yeah, mid-80s, something like that. Uh-huh. So okay. There's a chance of rain, but I think we'll be all right. All right, uh, and if it does rain a little bit, and then that humidity picks up, oh boy! 
Yeah, let's just hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, did you like Southwick? Uh, obviously, Florida guy. Uh, we did a Lee at Re-Raceables yesterday. Uh, Southwick 03. And we were all amazed. Rarick, myself, and Wygant. You go 21-29 in 03. We're just like, what yeah, happened? My, uh, I, had, I had bike issues. Um, <laughs> okay. The second moto, uh, it, it rained. Uh, and the second moto, I had so much dirt stuck in my chain that my bike wouldn't go forward. And then by the time I figured out I needed to roll it backwards, I was already a lap down. So um, <laughs> wasn't a wasn't a good day. Wasn't ideal, no, because we were like, no. we're like, he should be better than this. What happened? No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. I, and typically I was. Right. It was. It was not a good day. Uh, did you? But you did like Southwick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. I I always felt like I would be there, good there in the second half of the race. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first the first race, I uh, first moto, first half of the moto would be a struggle, and the second half of the moto, the, my fitness would kind of come into play, and I would kind of pick people off. Right. All right. Well, thankfully today we got some big news with the web, with the web thing. What's your take on it? What's your what do you what do you make on it? It's interesting timing. I mean, we all kind of knew this was going to to come to an end. Um, well, most people did. Uh, you always wonder, like, if, if there's not a lot to be gained and both sides aren't seeing eye to eye, other than, like, PR reasons, you kind of wonder why you're sticking around. So um, it's a weird time. We don't see this very often, but you, you do understand it. Like, if both sides are like, what are we doing this for? And you can come to an agreement financially, you just walk away. We Dan and I both think we'll see him on a Star Yamaha at SMX at the kickoff for that. Do you think so, or do you think this is a whole entire 23? As far as him being gone from KTM or, or switching to Yamaha? Like, he'll show up on a Star Yamaha at the first SMX round, or do you think that he well, won't come back until Anaheim? I think legally, you know, that's where the question comes in. If KTM says, yeah, no problem, we're done paying you, you can go race whatever you want, yes, I absolutely do. I, I would think we'll see him sooner than that. Um, I think as soon as he gets comfortable, he'll race some of these pro motocross races. That's my guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a, I, I just don't know where KTM comes down on right? There's a lot of legalese that yeah. would have to be worked through, but I'm guessing – with the way this ended today, it feels like, hey, you go your way, we'll go ours. Um, but, yeah, most most OEMs don't love for you to show up on a different brand the next weekend. No, no, exactly. That's why I think he waits till SMX. But, yeah, maybe sooner. That'd be great. Bobby Reagan's degaff about this stuff, so Bobby Reagan will try to work it out. Yeah, I mean, why would you not want Webb out there immediately? Like, I, you know, I, I don't know. They have obviously have Tomax equipment that was sitting there budgeted for. Mm-hmm. So once he's prepared and feels like, I think fitness-wise he's good. It's just how quickly can they get him up to speed on that motorcycle? And then, yeah, let him rip. Got a lot of tweets today about putting Master Pool on Webb's bike. It's, so it's, it's now began. It has now started. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about stuff like that. Like, resource-wise, it makes a lot of sense. But I don't know. Like, do you, the question I have is, would it hurt Master Pool's results? Like, I, I you know. I don't think that there's anybody out there going, yeah, that KTM right now in its current form is the bike to have, right? Mm, yeah. And Masterpool looks really comfortable on his current setup. So if, you know, if he was already racing a KTM, I would say, yeah, there's something to that. But, man, just to switch to a factory KTM when you look so great on the Cowie right now and you hear other guys just saying it's really difficult to get adjusted to that KTM, I don't know that it would be – necessarily a positive move for him other than just the the hassle would all be removed right yeah all of that all the financial burden and everything else right yep yep um look i uh, i don't think jet goes i don't think he goes undefeated i think he loses a moto somewhere along the line most likely to sexton uh where do you stand on this yeah i understand your point um i don't have a hard opinion on it. i could see it happening but the odds are against it uh it's just so damn difficult to do and that's why we've only seen two guys ever do it you know because it because it is so difficult and you know the the hard part is i don't think that jet is is as much better than the rest of the field as those two got those two guys were right because you need to be better than them on your bad days you need to be able to overcome bad starts you need to to overcome damn near anything and i think jet's getting it done but it was really close at high point right like that was tight Mm -hmm. the second moto at Paula was really tight. Uh, this weekend, he didn't really run away. Like, Brandis was kind of close. So, I'm not seeing, like, the dom- – like, you want to see him winning by 45 seconds. Those are the types of things where I'm like, man, I-, I think he can do it because he has so much more than anybody else. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels like the gaps are a little bit too tight for me to think that he's going to just do it every single time. And you also have to remember, 
that Jed is a is a rider that's willing to lay up at times. We saw him do it a million times on the 250, especially last summer, where he's like, yep, all there is is a second in this moto or a third in this moto, but that's okay. I'm good with that. He's not the James Stewart where he's going to lay it on the line and no matter what has to happen, he's going to try to win the moto. Like I don't think that's where Jed's head is, which kind of reduces the chances even more. We saw a couple times Alessi got close to James and Cody Cooper in his season. I don't remember anybody endangering Carmichael in his perfect seasons. That's for sure. Now, I, went, I mean, Wyndham made it interesting a few times here and there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that, that's the kind of domination. Yeah. You know, where, where Stu on – you know, he was coming off knee surgery. We have to remember that, like freshly off knee surgery. But he could just manage the race. Um, and, and you could argue that Jet's doing the same thing. But I felt like if Stu really needed to go a lot faster at any time in, in that 2008 season, he could have. Yeah. Like he could have wicked it up whenever he needed to. All right, let's get some phone calls. Speaking of Jet going undefeated, DJ, what's your question, DJ? Hey, so just I hear your guys' opinions on this undefeated thing. I, in a more specific way, if Jet gets a top five start at all the motos remaining and he doesn't tip over, mm-hmm. which track is he most beatable on? Straight up. What do you think, JT? That's a good question. Um, I don't know that he really has a, a weakness per se. I'll be interested to see how he does in the sand this weekend versus Dylan and Chase. Um, he's he's been good here, but he you know it hasn't been domination. Like Levi Kitchen was giving him all he wanted at times last year, um, but you know the the difference with Jed is he's just so much smarter than most of the guys he's racing against on the bike. I'm not saying, like, taking a, you know, SAT test or something. I'm just saying his racecraft is so high that he finds ways to get it done. So, But to your question, I don't have a track where I'm like, that's the one, that's his, his big weakness. I think he's so well-rounded and so versatile, he's able to kind of shrug those weaknesses off and find ways to get it done anyway. I'll go, with, remarkable. I'll go with Washugal because you can't go balls out at Washugal traction is limited that's what he does so well i know i know but he specializes in. if uh the, the shadows and the traction and let's say he's not comfy a lot of guys aren't comfy there i'll go Washugal is the dangerous track for him but yeah i'll I mean, agree with steve on that for two reasons because one he's never won a moto there i know it's 250s but he went seven two and then two two and then also, it's the only track I've ever heard him say that he does straight up does not like for those reasons. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, Shugel could be it yeah. then. Um, do you uh, do you want some tie downs, DJ, for that question? Sure. JT yeah. said it was a good question, so we'll give you firepower tie downs. All right. Stay on hold, man. Thanks for the call. You know what I mean, JT? Just watch Shugel, man. Watch Shugel. Just weirdo. So. Um, it's a uh, it's a really tough track to feel comfortable on. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, I. I love the Huffman family. I love everything about Washougal other than having to actually go really fast on the racetrack. Yep. All right. Chris is on. No, Chris is gone. Uh, David's on one. Dave, you got a World Supercross question. Yes, I do. So okay. I was listening Monday night as you guys were kind of reviewing it, and I did the same thing. I DVR'd it, but I just kind of watched the highlights because uh-huh. it, it, with all the heats and everything, it kind of drags a little bit. But, um, yeah, so I, have my, I guess my question is um, – like on the team, like the Rick Ware Racing, I noticed that they got an O'Neill deal, but everybody's got their own helmet and boot deal. Uh-huh. Do, do they get paid? I know that this is kind of a different structure compared to like U.S. Supercross. Do they get paid for the O'Neill deal, do you think? Or is that just you have to wear it? Or Yeah, I would think the team got some money from O'Neill, tells the riders, signs the riders up that says, hey, you have to wear our gear. Team got some money from O'Neill. And then, you know, and Colt Nichols and Shane, they negotiate. Um, how much money to get from Rick Ware because the, the purse money goes to the team too, right? So the, the team has to negotiate everything from salary to per race bonuses to uh, purse money, how much you get, and all of that. So it's all open for negotiations, but I would bet the O'Neill money goes right to Rick Ware. Yeah, I was just curious about that because it's kind of a different structure than like what we're used to in the normal U.S. Super well, Bowl. Not, not really. Not when you look at like a lot of teams do gear deals. You know, like JT had to wear yeah, fly at uh, you know BTO Sports forever, right? So yeah, no, it's kind of same thing. So um, yeah, I guess so. so thanks, David. Hey, what what what's a guy got to do to get a Wildcat sticker? Got to contact Marks. Yeah, so you got to contact Marks. Okay. I, I don't know how to do that. I don't know if he answers his DMs or if he cares about you listeners. But I don't. I don't. Yeah, Le- legitimately, but, we might be out though. Yeah, I think we're out. Yeah. 
Okay, go Wildcat. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. You haven't done the drop yet, I, You got mad at me last week, so I've yeah. been uh, a little timid, but okay. uh, here you go. Uh, Cam, what's up? You got a Dylan Ferrandez question. I do. How's it going, man? Good. Um, so, yeah, I was at Redbud, and um, it just seems like Dylan, I don't know if, uh, if what your thoughts are on the marketability of him. Obviously, if you look at somebody like Ken Roxon, huge marketability. Yeah. Dylan Fernandez, when he came up on the podium, the crowd was just, like, way tame. And then a few guys started chanting USA, and yeah. it just kind of – the vibe was off. And I think he's a great rider. I really support him. But uh-huh. the look on Dylan's face was a little bit – seemed a little bummed. So yeah. I want to see if I can get your take You know, we, we talked about this in his championship year. The Red Bud thing, I hate that. I hate the, the fans doing that to any French guy. Yeah. They don't do it to Australians. They don't do it to Kenny. It's French only. Right. But no, they were screaming USA when Chet was up there too. Don't worry. Oh, were they? Um, oh yeah. But the thing is, well, is, yeah, they were doing it various times. But yeah. But JT, you are literally working for a gear manufacturer like Ferrandis Markability. What? Where do you stand on? I that mean, if you're going to compare it to Ken Roxon, well, no, I I'm not. Think but, that's no. no, that was the, the call. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's just be... an example because Ken Roxon obviously yeah. very marketable. He's also German yeah. though too, so it's like. Yeah, yeah, you know. no, it's. Uh, it's a complex thing because yes, if you're purely talking about marketability in North America, it's, it isn't as, you know, it's not as uh, attractive as if you had Chase Sexton or Eli, not in my opinion. And, and I can be wrong, but that's my opinion, but you have to think globally too, uh, you know, for the whole MXGP crowd, they're really familiar with Dylan Francis and, and the French market is a very, very large off-road market. So, Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you, you give up some here, but you may gain some back other places. Um, but, yeah, it, we have to take all those things into account. But, unfortunately for him, yes, if you're purely talking about how much, you know, how much fan um, admiration he drives here, it's, it's going to be less than a guy like Jet or any of the, any of the top guys just because he's French. Like that's, it's unfortunate, but it's reality. I will say, outside and of the you- Redbud thing, to me, Dylan has been embraced um, by the American fans. I feel like not is, is he as much as Sexton, like JT said? No. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, he's I, not hated. No, he's no. Not hated. I feel like Purcell. He's after the Christian Craig thing. Yeah. But, yeah. That, you know, that's ancient history now. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Good question, man. Thanks for the call. Cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, all right. We got a fantasy question, sort of. Lucio, what's your question, man? Okay. I need to know about how the Ripper will do at Southwick this weekend. He's coming back. Jimmy D. Jimmy D is back. JT, fantasy-wise, are you on board with the Jimmy D? I don't think I can pick him. Um, it's You know, if you if you look at it through a few different lenses, one – he never really did that well here when he was truly working at it, Geico or whatever. Like he didn't do all that well, and he hasn't raced for five years. So I, it's really hard for me to think he's going to come back, you know, rusty and in a series that he never really excelled in anyway. Um, I would feel much more comfortable as racing like a super. I, w- I would be much more inclined to pick him. Yeah. Uh, it's just a, it's a really tall ask here what? to pick him and, and expect him to do well. It's, it's not about whether he can go fast. It's, it's what the result is at the end of 70 minutes. What do you think, Lucio? Where you got him at? Where you got Jimmy D at? I mean, it's got to be outside the top 10 for sure, but I'd say anywhere between 10 to 15. I mean, okay. I don't know how well the bike's going to be and right, right. the sand and everything, but he's a local. He's got miles on that track. All right. Okay, 10 to 15. Yeah. I don't... What about what about when he was a local here sing full-time and, like, training for it? Wasn't he on a Suzuki at one time on JT, though, out there? Yeah. I'm just saying his results overall, like, at this race, have not been all that great. Whatever. I know yeah. it can go really fast. That's not the question. I'm just saying his results at this race have not been very good, so it's hard for me to think he... now they're going to somehow be good. Okay, so, Lucio, his... thanks to Travis... Jimmy D's best ever motocross finish is 15th overall. There you go. All right. So you think he's going to go 10 to 15 this weekend. When he was in his prime, he never got better than 15th. I need points, Steve. I need points. Okay, all right. What's his handicap? 16? 16. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, uh, go for it, Lucio. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you for the Wildcat. Is he racing 250 or 450? Uh, that's 250. Oh, is he racing? I, 
Yeah, what is Yeah. Honestly, JT, I don't know. I, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. I think he's racing at 250. I, think, I saw his. Which uh, makes it harder. Yes, I saw his in Instagram, but I didn't actually pick out which class it was. But I like Jimmy yeah, D. I, I hope he does that. well. But, but uh, yeah. I would be. If you told me he was racing a 450 and he was a 16, I would consider it and probably still not do it. But on a 250, <laughs> man, it's deep. That 250 class is, is really deep. Do you think. Um, okay, so 250 class, I talked to Dan a little bit about this, but Dan's super biased. Uh, we know Dan and his love of the Lawrence brothers. Um, do you think we have ourselves a series? Like, are we, or is, or, or is this thing now on 11 points to Hayden? Uh, or do you think Hunter picks it up with more overall wins and just stretches it back up? Well, it really depends on which Hunter we see this weekend. You know, if there's no lingering effects and he's just like the same Hunter. We no, he's got ribs. He's week. got ribs problems. Yeah. I know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. Right? But like, I, I lean more towards these guys have an angle now, right? Like they know he's vulnerable. And I think Brian and Hayden Deegan know he's vulnerable and they're going to go at him. And I don't, I don't mean they're going to, you know, yeah. in the words of Jeff Canfield, make like a, he's a missile mm -hmm. with his motorcycle, mm -hmm. but I do think they're going to try to attack him. They're not going to be as intimidated as maybe they were. I don't think you're going to hear Hayden talking about, you know, how good he is and how long he's been in the class and all the attitude will change because the series picture has changed now where he i think hayden believes he can go win this title um so it's going to be interesting to see the game like if they have more gamesmanship or how much more aggressive like mm -hmm. if the moves we saw at thunder valley come back into play like where he's just darting all over the racetrack trying to block him or whatever um i don't know you know i, I don't necessarily put anything out of hayden's reach both good and on the extreme side i, I think he's capable of a lot in both directions so it, uh, it, it certainly opened the door, though. Yes, I do believe okay. that. I think they're trying to downplay all that mm -hmm. and say, no, no, it's cool. But I think the door's cracked a little bit here, and it's going to be up to Hunter to kind of silence all of that with a really strong performance this weekend. Would you have any qualms about setting Hayden for Team USA? Yes, but I have qualms about sending everybody. Okay. Um, it's, my only concern is that it's a really, really big stage in France where it's going to be super hostile after we beat them. And he's really young. Uh, that's it. Like he's, it's not about speed. It's not about ability. All those things he's, he has completely wiped away those things. I just mm -hmm. worry about, can he hold it together under those conditions over there? Um, I, I, I wish RJ could hold it together more and be more love for RJ to be on the team. Um, but I just, I think the powers that be, would be concerned with just the up and down. Like you at that race, you just need to be able to, even if you're not your best, you need to have a decent day. It can't be chaos, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. that's the one thing you can't have is, is erraticism in your, in your racing. Um, so yeah, I, I think Hayden has a really good shot of going, you know, Justin Cooper to me would be the automatic pick, but he's not willing to go. And now between RJ and Hayden and Hayden is rising to the occasion. Uh, Hayden was really leaning into the, uh, you know, he's been in this class forever for Hunter thing. I saw that. Yeah. Yep. A lot of that going on. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't think he always knows exactly how to handle things because I don't think his immediate reaction is to be deferential. Like I, I always have to like think about how, okay, how do I approach things and how do other people, because maybe I don't look at things the right way. And maybe it held me back. Like Hayden doesn't seem fearful of anyone. Yeah. Like there's no intimidation. He doesn't give a damn what your name is, what you've done, right? So instead of him saying, yeah, Hunter's just better than me, like he's now, he will go to, well, Hunter's been here a long time. He should be beating me or yeah, whatever, yep, right? Like yep. it's just a different thing. And that's what I heard when he said it is like, no, screw that. He's not better than me. He's just been here longer. So, yeah, yeah. whatever. He's just got it a little bit yeah. more figured out. But I'm coming. Like that's what I, yeah, I got out of it. Got the Carmichael thing on to me, that kind of stuff. Ricky didn't care. You know, and Ricky got better about it. Like, if you remember when Stu started getting really good, like he would come out on the podium and just say, "Yeah, I just got my butt kicked." No, I meant you know young. I mean? Yeah, like, I meant Carmichael first. When, early on, yeah, yes. yeah, early when, on. When, I agree. When yeah. Carmichael first came on the scene, he was like, "Yeah, basically, was like, yeah, I got this." You know what I mean? Like, in, in, you know who would never do that? Dad hmm. never would do that. <laughs> like, he would never say Stu was better than him. He would never like. He would no. just like, no, I just I wasn't very good today. Like, I they weren't better than me. I just wasn't very yeah. good. And I'm like. It's the same thing. Calm yeah. down. Like it, I, we're saying the same thing. I'm, I'm trying to insult you. Yeah, yeah. But no. he just was very, very careful and protected about doing that. For sure, for sure. 
All right, man. We'll have fun at uh, Southwick NBC race this weekend. So uh, yeah, first motos. Yeah, first, oh, motos, first motos. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, fair yeah. enough. Uh, have fun, man, in the sands of Southwick. And thanks for the time on the show today. Thank you. All right, guys. All right, see you. That's Jason Thomas, everybody. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Vertex Pistons, manufactured in Italy. The Cats and Forge Pistons are the premier choices for power and performance. They're also an industry leader in manufacturing high-performance gaskets made right in the U.S. of A. Engine rebuild kits, piston kits, gasket kits, and more. Vertex Pistons. Please check them out. Thank you to those guys. Get Maxis, Decal Works, Pump Creek Funding, 100% Fly Racing. Marks, thank you. Great job today. My pleasure. Thank you. And tits, I mean, yep. phenomenal. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. Yep. <laughs> Uh, All right, everybody. Thank you for listening and watching Fly Race and Moto 60. We're back next week. We'll preview Millville. Best track on the circuit. Thanks to the sponsors. Thanks to the phone calls. See you next week.